0: Welcome back to the Streaking the Lawn podcast. And today I am joined by two of UVA's finest, uh, Francisco Cafaro and and Claudio Romero. Uh, Thanks for coming on, guys. Of
1: course. Thank you for having
0: us. Uh, So uh, if you you guys don't know, uh, obviously uh, Francisco is on the UVA basketball team. And uh, obviously Claudio uh, just won a national championship uh, in in discus for for UVA track and field. And, uh, you know, to, to start out, guys, I just want to talk to you about Sort of obviously, this, is, this was a little while ago now as you're, you're entering uh, you know, sort of the, the twilight years of, of your UVA career. But, but how mm-hmm. did you come to, to choose UVA? Obviously, both you guys are international guys from, from Chile and, and Argentina. How did you choose to come to UVA and how did that recruiting process go?
1: Yes. So for me, um, I, was, I was playing for the NBA Academy in Australia, the NBA Global Academy, uh, which is uh, there's a bunch of academies made by the NBA uh, for recruiting, like, young prospects from all over the place. Uh, there's a couple in Africa, a couple in China, uh, couple, there's one in India, one in Mexico, and they all represent, like, different areas. And there's one in Australia, which is a global, where they take people from everywhere. Um, and I was lucky enough to be uh, one of the first, uh, first guys there and one of the first guys to leave there, too. And... The, during that time, I played for the national team, uh, for the junior national team, and that brings a lot of spotlight because we play against the team U.S. And, and Canada and big teams like that that have all these young prospects, their NBA prospects and stuff, so a lot of people are watching you, and also uh, during my last year in the academy, there's this academy games that they call that they do every year, and it was during the Final Four, uh, where the Final Four was played um, the year before we won it actually so in 2018 and when we played those games it was about 200 to 300 uh, D1 uh, coaches sitting around watching our games and between that and, and playing for the national team that's basically how I got recruited to come play in the states and especially UVA.
0: Awesome so what, what stood out about UVA and, and Tony Bennett to you or, you know outside of sort of the other options you had
1: Yeah, so I didn't really know anything about college basketball before coming to college. Um, So I had the people from the academy, my coaches, kind of, like, guided me through it and helping me out. I I asked them to tell me what the best option would be for me uh, in their eyes, and they all gave me their input. And with that, I did my five visits. Um, But when I came to visit UVA, it kind of, like, felt more like home in a way. Uh, I felt like the coaches were more... More real about it um at one point coach bennett looked at my eyes and told me hey uh you're probably gonna register your first year you're not gonna play um so that kind of like you know i it made me feel that everything that he told me was was real and that he was uh keeping it 100 with me and like some of the other places I felt like some of the coaches were like trying to convince me to be there uh saying hey come here you're gonna play we have the best this we have the best that we need you Stuff like that. that, Yeah, everybody now wants to – it's going to say something just to try to get you there, but I felt like UVA kept it more real and I I like the
0: place a lot and the people, so, yeah. Absolutely. Claudia. how did that process go for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty similar process, you know, like uh, I didn't have like an Academy game or anything like that, but um, uh, whenever I would like go to like big international competitions, I'm talking about like Pan-American games up – or like world championships, you know, there was always like uh, a bunch of coaches just uh, just there, just like uh, looking at you perform, you know, it was always like, like, made me kind of nervous, you know, because I knew I wanted to come to the U.S. and I wanted to like perform well. Uh, fortunately, uh, I won all of uh, the international competitions I went to in uh, 2018. So uh, for the coaches to approach me wasn't a problem. And uh, the problem was in uh, what school I was going to choose. And the reason why I came to UVA, uh, I told myself, uh, I told myself <laughs> I'm saying, because um, I said, uh, I want to go to a school that is not only uh, a powerhouse in the sport, you know, but uh, that I'm going to have a major that is going to like be useful when I graduate. You know, uh, so UVA was uh, one of the top choices like right away because of uh, the academic standards it has. And uh, plus when I uh, came to D.C. Charlottesville, it was uh, something like I've never seen before, you know. know. Uh, (laughs) know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, beautiful city, like great people. And um, I instantly felt that I was home and I was meant to be here. So uh, uh, plus the coach, the coach here is a really good coach. So uh, that was uh, like uh, a big thing for me to come to UVA, you know. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, speaking, um, speaking of Charlottesville, uh, obviously you guys are both from, uh, South America. How did, how does Charlottesville and sort of the, the vibe and the culture there compare, uh, to, to your hometowns?
2: It's good for a change to bananas for a <laughs> meal, you know? <laughs> uh,
1: for me, um, for me, I, I grew up in a really small town. Uh, it was only three, three, four thousand 4,000 people where I grew up and I lived the first 12 years of my life. And then I moved to another small town, a little bigger, but it was still like 14,000 people. Um, so Shadowsville is like, obviously bigger than that. UVA by itself is bigger than that. Uh, but I feel like it's a town that's like, kind of like spread around. It has a lot of like greenery and stuff. I grew up in a farm and stuff. So kind of makes me feel like a chill place you know like good people a lot of restaurants and, and nice food to eat um like i said a beautiful like scenery with the mountains and stuff like that you know and <laughs> stop that and and i don't know it's just my family my mom came to visit and and she loved the fact that it was not like a big loud city busy all the time right uh made her feel at home too so
0: that's definitely like something that i saw too you know absolutely claudio any, anything that i'd compare to uh to santiago
2: i mean it was completely the opposite for me you know <laughs> no why did he say it again
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he doesn't uh, know that's the thing yeah Explain to him um so i live in santiago uh seven million people in uh, right. 2019 i think probably with uh, all the new people that has been coming lately in the years i would say it's like pushing nine million people you know right so there's always something to do in the city City's always up, and uh, it was a change for me coming to Charlottesville. Right. To be honest, uh, coming here and uh, after I don't know two a.m. there was like nothing going on. Like I couldn't even like Uber Eats something, you know, like completely dead. Right. And uh, in one way, you know, it's uh, like it's pretty sh- shocking because um, like you're used to a completely different like lifestyle. Like the fact that uh, I went to bed, I like I couldn't hear cars outside uh, was weird for me. You know, like it got to the point that I actually had to like put like sounds on my phone because uh, like the complete silence was so uncomfortable to me. But to be honest, uh, change for the better, you know, Uh, because. In Santiago, I had like a lot of distractions, always something to do, wasn't really focused on the sport. And uh, being here in a small town, uh, big thing is uh, everything's closed. Right. But uh, if I went to school in Chile, I would probably have to move like 45 minutes around the city to go from class to go to practice. Mm-hmm. And I would have probably gave up uh, the sport at some point because of uh, the time. Okay. And uh, so definitely a great decision coming to Chaliceville to a small town where everything's closed not a lot of distractions. You can really just go there and grind.
0: Absolutely. And now I I know you guys are are currently on vacation together. How did you guys meet? How did you guys get to know each other? And and sort of, obviously, I know you have that connection of of both coming from South America, but obviously quite different cities. But but how did you guys get to know each other?
2: Do you want to say it or
0: should I say it? I go for it. We met in classes,
1: pretty much. We seen each other around. We knew of each other, you know. He's like you said, from Chile. I'm from Argentina. We speak the language. Uh, grew up around, let's say, similar cultures in a way. Um, but yeah, we seen around, and then last semester we had two classes together. No, two semesters ago we had two classes together. And I mean, we you know obviously sat next to each other. We athletes. We speak the same language. Um, we're both big dudes, and you know. It's <laughs> and we we just
2: start hanging out there and like, uh, I remember because much- uh, it wasn't a Spanish class and um I took the class just to like have an easy class you know because it's Spanish you know right? And that I've been a challenging class though. But uh, I entered the room the second class and Francisco is just there like using like three seats. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! But <laughs> well, yeah, that's what
1: happened. Just in classes, you know. Um, and it happened this past year. It's been good. Pretty That's much my good. best friend here at UVA, so.
0: That's awesome. Uh, now, <laughs> to, to focus in on, on sort of these upcoming years that, that you guys have, uh, you know, with your respective sports, I'll start with uh, with Francisco. Um, obviously, you guys are, are looking at an overseas trip shortly, but Sort of, obviously, November's a little ways away, but, but what are your thoughts on, on the basketball team, you know, heading into, heading into the fall and, and sort of what your expectations are for a very experienced roster?
1: Yeah, like you said, we were very experienced. Um, we only lost Cody that, that played a lot, you know. Everybody else is around. We got a, a lot of good young talent coming in. They're already working hard. Um, so I'm excited. Uh should be a really fun year. Um should be better than last year and I hope it is uh, for us and for you guys the, the watches every game uh, we're always going to try to do our best um, and and I don't know I hope I hope we just we just succeed and, and, and succeed this this year and it should be a fun year and exciting.
0: Absolutely. Now, just a quick follow up of those five new guys with the four uh freshmen and obviously Ben has Trent has anybody stood out to you or, or even re- of the returner returning players just as, as who's sort of taken a leap?
1: Yeah, all of them. Ben Ben seems like a like a guy that, that could be a great leader for us. Um, you know, a 6-year guy in college. Right. Uh, a lot of experience. played against us. We don't want to talk about that game, but but he did <laughs> Next up, same like, house. I'm sorry, Sam, but you know, he he put the work in and and and, and beat us in that, that one game against Ohio. And he he came in, uh, he seems ready, ready to lead. And the and the young guys also came in ready, um, in my eyes, better than I expected for all of them. Um, you know, some of the uh, Ryan Dunn has surgery on his foot, um, so he's like coming back from that. Right. Yeah. Um, even, even him, he's been playing in and out on the pickup games and stuff, like, you know, limited reps and stuff. And everybody's showing flashes that, that, that they can help a lot. So I'm excited for that too, you know. Like I said, we got a lot of experienced guys and a lot of guys coming in that, that have a lot of talent and can help us out. So Absolutely. Be,
0: yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Claudio, now, obviously, you're coming off uh, your first national championship in outdoor uh, in, in discus and I know uh, back in 2021 you got third can you just take us through that experience I mean and winning that and, and and what that's meant to you and, and your career
2: I mean uh, I was definitely very salty from last year coming in right. third uh, when I knew when I knew I was in shape to win mm-hmm. so um, <clears throat> this year I was ready I wasn't going to hesitate I wanted the NCAA championship I wanted bad uh, and I was uh, competing against one of the like biggest prospects of uh discus throwing ever, uh Mikelos from Cal Berkeley. He's uh the son of like probably the best discus throwing in history. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, he came here to the US, started throwing far further than me, but I, I really wanted that NCOA championship. So I just worked very hard and the one-inch uh, punisher. The one-inch punisher. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy because uh, just I'm just coming back from World Championships where I right. did well because my season was over at Nationals, and uh, actually the guy that I just talked about that uh, came second uh, at NCAA just became the World Championship silver medalist. So um, I mean, it's uh, it's exciting to see that uh, that like people I compete against like like that are like in those levels i'm just gonna to have to work harder for for olympics
0: baby <laughs> absolutely and so obviously you have this next upcoming season and and, and, and similar goals i'm sure with indoor and outdoor as last but it are the olympics and the world championships obviously that that's sort of the goals for after college is that i know you know my my track and field or discus knowledge is, is limited but i just wanted to hear from you on that and sort of what what the, the path is after school
2: yeah i mean uh i don't know where i'm gonna be on uh 2024 maybe I'm right. be a, a, a master's or or maybe i'm gonna be long gone from uva <laughs> um but definitely you know uh like the international stage you know um going first on the podio- on the podium on um and like hearing to your national anthem is definitely the goal of uh, every athlete you know uh we don't, have, we don't have that kind of money moving around like uh this guy does but uh <laughs> I <laughs> don't.
1: the national team do
2: I don't. all right <laughs> but uh but it's uh it's a, it's a diff- different uh type of like rewarding feeling i guess <laughs> right
0: absolutely um so you know just to, to swift excuse me switch topics um obviously nil has has sort of changed uh the way college sports goes i mean obviously this is you know why you guys are here talking to me and, and i wanted to ask you sort of what that's meant for the both of you. And obviously, I know that there's some, some interesting sort of uh, stipulations with, with being overseas athletes and, and sort of how that's impacted the two of you.
1: Yeah, so it's been, it's been great. It's something that should have happened a long time ago. You know, Right. athletes, you know, deserve uh, to make money of the name, an image, and likeness. We provide a lot as athletes for the university and for, uh, for whatever school you play for. And I think it's on the right that you as, as a human being are able to make money of your name, image, and likeness. And, and now that it happens, like you said, there's been some, some complications and stuff. us as student athletes from other countries, you know, international students, uh, talked about this and I think in a couple other podcasts, but uh, when you're an international student, you're an F1 visa and an F1 visa does work um, in the United States it only allows you to study do your sport and go work on. <laughs> no only work in the university around mm. something that's a major right. so you can't work as, as you can make money so me joining a podcast with you when I'm in the States to make some money that's not a lot because that's me just working there right. so there's been a lot of things that, that went through this past year to see how, how we can make it work and, and how we can figure this out. And what we came to to the conclusion is that we can do the work when we're not in the States. So right. I was home for a little bit, for about two weeks, um, this past month, I'm playing for the national team and stuff. And I was able to, you know, do a bunch of stuff over there. And now me and Claudia and some other friends are on vacation here in the DR. And we're also able to, you know, um, some extra work. And now that we're going to Italy with the, with the team in August, I'm also going to be able to do some stuff. Me and Tain are going to probably be in charge of like, you know, um, documenting the trip and stuff. So that should be exciting. And right. And yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what, what it came to just us doing our
2: work outside of the States. It's Definitely like a super exciting opportunity, you know, because, uh, whenever NIL deals came up to the picture, um, I knew being an international student, I wasn't going to be able to be part of that. And I, I was super bummed about it. Um, like they would have like NAL talks for like student athletes. And I would just be sitting there hating myself. Uh-oh. And uh, one day Francisco told me about uh, CAF Futures. And I'm like, how are you like doing this? And uh, he told me all about it. And now I'm here because I want to on them. sweet, sweet pie.
0: <laughs> Speaking of CAF Futures... Um, can you guys talk about sort of how, how you got involved with that and, and what that's meant? To you know, obviously also the the Cav Club, which uh you know UVA Faithful can can get involved with. Yeah, no,
1: Cav Futures has, has been great. Um and they they've been able, like I said, they, the the main reason why they made it work for, for us international students to be able to make some money and and just profit over name image, and likeness while we're still in college, you know? Right. Uh, like most student athletes are able to go back home or or take a break and go on vacation at some point, and the fact that they figured out for us, not only for us, but also for for the guys that are in America, you know, those guys get it uh, the best. Uh, they they're able to make money any time they want with whoever they want. I have a couple of opportunities back home that I couldn't take, right, but through they can you know see a couple of guys making mcdonald deals and stuff like that you know, like it's, it's they've been really helpful and really good and especially maddie uh she's been great facilitating everything when i went back home you know she made a note for me with all the stuff that i had to do step by step she's been really helpful facilitating everything um so yeah it's been great they've been super helpful
0: and Claudia, can you yeah. take us through uh anything about the, the cav club uh i i assume you got you guys uh have, have heard a little bit about that and sort of what, what uva fans can, can get out of that
2: you want to? i can
0: go if you Either want me to both of you I
2: mean, it's totally different you know um because uh cup club is basically a platform for um for people to like be more in touch with athletes right uh like what the athlete really is you know not like the the maniac you've seen the court or like the field, you know? Right. Um but uh for for Francisco and for I are totally different experiences. Cause uh him as a basketball player, you know, he has all these like fans, which I don't <laughs> so we are we are we're managing completely different parts. For example, what I'm doing is uh like writing a blog, uh sharing personal experiences, trying to help every, like, like, my, like, little bit, um, like, try to help as much as I can to, like, people that do similar things to what I do, right. share my experience, and, uh, try to, help them to, like, get to a position similar to, like, the one that I am right now. Absolutely, um, that's awesome. What, what do do? <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a play for the, the fans to
1: connect with us outside of basketball, you know, we, we're more than just athletes, uh, right. we have a life outside of, and it's pretty much just a platform for them to, to be able to connect with us anytime and, you know, have meetings, meet and greets and stuff like that. And, and kind of like Claudia said, I also do like personal blog. Like, you know, I have explaining my my path to UVA from the NBA Academy. And, and I think it's a pretty interesting path for me moving from Argentina, a small town to, to Australia and not speaking the language. And then being I wanted to drop out of school when I was 12, and being now a UVA graduate, did a minor and, and a major, and I'm about to do a master's now, it's, it's kind of a, a crazy journey. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot to to a person that you just don't know about when you just watch watching play. And and this is a, a platform for for people to get to know more of that side too. You can pay
2: Francisco to make you dinner, Yeah,
0: I'm a good cook, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking of food, I, I wanted to ask you guys to sort of close out the podcast here uh y- your favorite spot to eat in charlottesville or or a couple of them and, and what you order there obviously you know we have a lot of uva lums here uva students listening so I- i'm sure everyone would like to hear your opinion I'll be my top
1: three top uh, three first off first of all, i gotta say so my most freaking one is chipotle like okay. i i walk to chipotle like takes two minutes to walk there i get chipotle before before I went to Argentina, actually, I, I ate Chipotle six times out of eight meals, for example. So I knew I wasn't going to this in two weeks. I ate Chipotle a lot, but... You kind
2: of cook your own rice and beans. Right? You just
1: can't compare <laughs> to Chipotle, man. And then... Speaking, and speaking, then you you've got to be excited about, about the Chipotle. Like, the Chipotle on the corner. Yeah, but I mean, I live right next to one of the barracks. Good even point.
2: though
1: it's not that good, like they is just always out of something. They always got some,
2: some something going on. Top so five of the worst in the country. That's that, a fact.
1: That's what people say. <laughs> but I love the place anyways. Uh, but if we're talking about sit-down restaurants, I gotta go with Kabudo. I don't know if you hear it's like a hibachi place. Yep, I've been there. I gotta go with Sedona. Okay. And I get back to you with the last one after Clyde goes. Okay, sounds good. Yeah,
2: I do love my Mexican food. (laughs) So uh, I would say Chipotle, definitely the one that I go most often because I hang out with this guy too much. (laughs) And uh, he's like, Chipotle? I'm like, ah. (laughs) Um, Another great spot uh, in Charlottesville that is uh, pretty pretty cheap and really, really good is uh, Al Carbone. Okay. Uh, And um, I do do love going to... uh, to like the sweet, sweet deals at uh, Asados. Asado, absolutely. I was
1: thinking about my last one, um, and I mean, you guys, Americans, got really good burgers around here. So I gotta go out with Citizen, maybe. Or okay. thing is, I like Jack Brown's burgers better. Oh, Jack Brown's is tough too. But I gotta get two of them, and it, it gets a lot expensive. You know what I'm saying? So like, Citizen is like. It's, it's, it's good
2: it's also citizen burger the one that is at the dairy market with the smash burgers in my opinion is even better than the one downtown mall
0: really yeah,
2: really good really good
0: all right i'll keep that i'll keep that in mind uh I'm, I'm a student at uva also so so keep that in mind uh coming in this fall um well thank you guys so much for coming on um if there's anything else uh you, you want to add uh please feel free uh but but, you know, it was great having you guys on. Great talking to you. And I uh, wish you both uh, the best of luck uh, with the offseason and, and going into the fall and, and your your coming uh, to, uh, seasons. So uh, thanks, guys. Thank you thanks for having us. And good luck with everything to you, too. Thank I, you.